Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a magnificent God it is that we serve, that he decided to meet with us tonight on a Friday night here at Passing the Mantle, and he's going to do what only he can do, miracles, signs, and wonders shall be in this place tonight. As you make your way back to your seat, thank you, Vertical Praise, for opening us up. And as you turn into your Bible to the Old Testament book of Leviticus chapter number 10, standing for the reading of the word of God, Leviticus chapter number 10. And while you're turning there, I want to give honor where honor is due. And I want to start by giving honor to Bishop and Sister Gleason for their unprecedented and unparalleled leadership for this church and for our fellowship and who they are and what they've stood for and to... Pastor Justin and Sister Anna, one of my closest friends, I thank you and I honor you tonight. So appreciative of who you are and all of the speakers last night. Brother Caleb Gleason absolutely lit this place on fire. We've got to love truth, prayer, and the doctrine. And Brother Caleb Herring, thank you for the word last night. I'm looking forward to your ministry this weekend, and he's a friend. And Brother Herring and Dr. Wilson and every other minister that is here that is a part of this, I give you honor. I also give my wife and my family honor. And as we are in the book of Leviticus, I also want to honor all of you for making it out to Passing the Mantle on a Friday night, expecting God to do great and mighty things. Book of Leviticus, chapter number 10, verse number 1, it states, Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, Each took his censer and put fire in it and put incense in it and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all people, I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Then Moses called Mishael. And Elsaphon, the sons of Uzel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near, and they grabbed them by their tunics. Out of the camp, as Moses had said. And tonight, for the next few moments of this opening message on a Friday night of passing the mantle, I want to preach to you that the mantle can handle it. Look to your neighbor and say, the mantle can handle it. And as you tonight... Somewhere along the way, Nadab and Abihu lost a fear for the holy things and a reverence for the things of God. They began to mess around and to do things that were not pleasing to God. Perhaps there was a fence. Perhaps there was a boredom. Perhaps it was just they did not care what the law had stated to do. This was the time, or maybe they were thinking about it, had heard stories of their dad when he had messed up, or maybe it was their aunt, but somewhere along the line they had lost their fear of their very holy God. And we hear that this word of caution is that we see in this text chapter that God, from the very outset of creation, desired for his people to be set apart and to be holy. 
And it's very clear that as we move through the New Testament, that it is again stated, be ye holy for I am holy. And I want to speak tonight on this simple topic that the mantle can handle it. And that there will be times in your life as you are walking through your relationship with God where you will be tempted to perhaps deal with profane fire. Next generation, let me speak to you for a second. Your school, your college, their job is to indoctrinate you. And there will be times where you will have questions and questions are okay. But the moment that we let our guard down and we begin to play with profane fire, we have to get our relationship, as we heard last night, back and right with God. You see, Nadab and Abihu, what a tragedy it was. But I find so interesting that the Bible in Hebrew, Hebraic history tells us that the only thing that was left of these two men were their bones and the mantle or their tunic around it. Their bodies were consumed. That word consumed means to be consumed from the inside out with fire. And all that was left was their bones. Don't let it be said that we leave passing the mantle and that there was a time where we had an encounter with God or a moment as Brother Herring reminded of us last night and we forgot to get into a prayer room and what all that is left of us is the mantle that we receive at the night of anointing. Hear me right now, pastor, and hear me right now, preacher. You have a mandate to not make someone else pick up a mantle that you've left behind, but it should be placed on their shoulders saying, go forth next generation and preach the gospel. The mantle can handle the hurt. It can handle the pain. It can handle the abuse. And let me just stop here and make a statement. It will be the mantle that protects you. It will be the mantle that covers you. It will be the mantle that goes before you. Because there is somebody who has paved the way through hurt, through sacrifice, and through tears. And said, I'll put my mantle on you. Let me see what God can do through you. The only thing that remained from Nadab and Abihu was the very thing from the eye that was supposed to separate them. If you were to just encounter a priest without seeing their priestly garments, you might be able to tell a little bit by the way that they live. But let me just tell you that outward separation still matters in the church. Let me just release a pastor right now that may be a little bit older than I. This generation still wants to live a holy and a separate lifestyle. It's okay to preach separation and love. It's okay to preach it. But you see in this room tonight, there are the five-fold ministry. But also in this room tonight, there is a hurt pastor, a bruised man or a woman of God, a frustrated church planter. And there is a worn-out prophet or an apostle who's been rejected. And perhaps there's even a teacher that isn't seeing the success that they want. Or maybe there's even an evangelist who wants more of God. Let me just tell you tonight from the unction of the Holy Ghost that the mantle can handle it. If God has called you to be an evangelist, you evangelize. If God has called you to be a prophet, you prophesy. If God has called you to be an apostle, be an apostle. Come on, the mantle can handle it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. The mantle can handle it. The call 
or the mantle that God places on us. He knew from the beginning of time what you would go through. So let me just tell you this, that God already factored in the fact that there's going to be idiots who try to downplay what God is trying to do. There's going to be people that try to come against you. But let me just say, the mantle can handle it. We have to know that the mantle can handle the battles. It can handle the attack. It can handle the enemy. It can handle the hurt and the anxiety. And it can handle when the people aren't kind. And it can handle the offense that the enemy tries to throw at us. But in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, and this is where I want to spend the next few moments, whenever there was a mantle that was handed down, it was never handed to maintain. The mantle every single time was handled and passed down to propel somebody into something greater than where they had gone. Let me just take you through a little bit of Bible. Aaron gives his mantle to Eleazar. Eleazar is the one who gets to go into the promised land that was prophesied to Aaron who could not go in and see it. It was Eleazar who would then pray the priestly prayer in the promised land. It was Eleazar who would become Joshua's right hand. He was able to take his mantle further because of the fact that it was transferred properly. There was also a mantle in the Old Testament that Samuel took any place. He received it from Eli. Eli had some issues in his family and it was Samuel who then prophesied against Eli and he said, this is what God is getting ready to do to you and to your family. But Samuel took the mantle further because on the shepherd, there was a shepherd out there somewhere that was just tending sheep who would be a man after God's own heart, who would be a king for the people, who would sit there and say, you know what, I'm, he decided that I was going to do and follow the will of God. I get it, David had his mess-ups, but then he was the one that would be found down in Jesus' bloodline. And I'm here to tell somebody tonight that if you've received a mantle, it's never meant to maintain, but it's only meant to propel you into the prophetic destiny that God has for you. And of course, there was Elisha. The easiest story to pick up about a mantle. But he went and saw double what Elijah saw didn't deal with the things that Elijah dealt with. And I believe that there is some truth to be found that because Elijah was willing to handle some of that stuff, uh, Elisha didn't have to. But Elisha, as we heard last night, still knew that there were some battles that he had to face that were coming. And I've come to tell somebody tonight that we, as the church, cannot afford to play with profane fire. And the reason being is this that the mantle is too valuable. It's meant to propel you into your prophetic destiny. So every time you leave the mantle behind at a passing the mantle in a moment, there's a piece of your prophetic destiny that's going to have to go to somebody else because you're not answering the call. Hear me right now, young generation. If you want to see the greatest revival in your school, in your college campus, in your family, and in the homes that you live in, it's going to start with picking up a mantle and saying, I'm not letting go. There's going to be hurt. The mantle can handle it. There's going to be times of tragedy. The mantle can handle it. you may not feel the strength to pick it up tonight and to put it back on 
Everything may not be healed and perfect by tomorrow, but the mantle can handle it. The enemy would love nothing more than to see another mantle laying on the ground with nobody to pick it up. The enemy would love nothing more to see a church planner get so frustrated and they just leave it all there because of people the way that they tried to do things and it didn't work and all of a sudden they, they, the mantle could handle it but they just said, I can't do it anymore. The enemy would love nothing more than a prophet to stop prophesying as they are the eyes and the ears of what God is doing in the church. The enemy would love nothing more for an apostle not to go and unlock cities because they didn't realize that the mantle could handle it. Or for a teacher to stop teaching or for a pastor to stop pastoring because they didn't think that the mantle could handle it. The year was 2017. It was a tough year for my family. And things weren't going well. And I, there were some issues in the youth group and I was the youth pastor and We've got the best youth pastor in the world, Youth Pastor Caleb. I don't know where he's at, but we've got the best youth pastor. Bishop, and I don't know if you remember this, but I was feeling real deflated. We were actually at a student's graduation. Part, a graduation. My wife and I were sitting in the car crying about some things that had happened. And we looked at each other. We said, are we really cut out for youth ministry? Two years. It was 18 months, actually, almost 18 months to the day. And they said the average youth pastor lasts 18 months. And I remember sitting there and I said, you know what, I'm going to call a meeting with Bishop. And anytime you meet with Bishop, you, get, you usually, usually get a great time and you usually get some food involved. Come on, somebody. We met at Chewy's down on the plaza and I don't know if you remember this, Bishop. But we were sitting there and I was pouring my heart out and he's just munching away on his taco. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I'm pouring my heart out and I don't feel, feel like it's being received. He's just eating his taco. And I looked at him and I said, Bishop, I said, I feel like I've let the youth group down. I just feel like a failure. And it was nothing. It was just stuff, just stuff. I didn't feel like the mantle could handle it in that moment. And I remember sitting there and I said, if you need us to step away because we've caused you too much drama or too much of an issue. He looked at me, took a bite of his taco, and he laughed. <laughs> and he said, these shoulders are big enough to handle it. What was happening in that moment? His mantle that he had suffered and that he had fought for when people had talked about him and when people had done things to him. It was starting to show through and he was saying, you know what? The mantle got me through and it's going to get you through. You don't have to worry. The mantle can handle it. And in that moment, there was a mantle transferred where I said, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to walk in my calling. I'm going to worship and I'm going to praise in spite of it because I know the mantle can handle it. somebody you've been weary you've been saying I don't know what God is going to do I don't know how I'm going to make it but the mantle can handle it but here's the deal and I don't what I'm about to say please hope you understand all of the mantles from our elders are what we stand on today. 
but they were never meant for us to just maintain and just have good church. The mantles of Bishop Gleason weren't just meant for us to just gather at passing the mantle and to leave with nothing changed. Oh no, my friend. They were meant to propel us into the five-fold ministry, into the greatest healing outpouring, into the greatest spirit outpouring. This is what passing the mantle is all about. It's so that the next generation can receive, so that they can go, so that they can do, so that they can teach and baptize and make disciples. It was meant to propel. As we stand tonight all across this room. Let me just tell you. Brother Wilson has not fought devils in in Detroit. And at the UN so that they can just maintain. When he places his mantle on somebody. He wants them to go further. And to see more. Hear me right now, younger generation, that every single mantle that is going to be poured out and is going to be passed down in this place, it is not meant to just stay here, but it's meant to propel you into the greatest harvest the world has ever seen. Mantles were never meant to maintain. See, here's here's what this looks like. He's obviously not fitting into this suit. But Caden, I want you to put this on. You see, Caden may not understand right now, in younger generation, you may not understand right now why we do things some things. And it's okay, you can ask questions. And as we heard last night from Pastor Caleb, it's time to get into prayer and we gotta love the doctrine and we gotta love the truth because when you mix all those things together, something begins to happen. But Caden, you see, he may not understand right now why this mantle's on him and he may not understand, and hear me young people, you may not understand why we start prayer at 6.30 and why we have the night of anointing and, and why your pastor preaches certain things and why your youth pastor does certain things and you put this mantle on and you say, I don't know what to do with it. It doesn't quite fit yet. And there are some of us that we feel we've had mantles and things placed on us and spoken over us. And we don't understand it because God hasn't done anything yet or we don't feel that we've progressed where we need to. And we're sitting there and we're saying, you know what, I don't get it. But Caden, there's going to come a day when somebody says something or somebody tries to do something or perhaps a teacher tries to sway your thoughts and they try to do things to get you to leave the faith and on the back of this mantle it's going to be battles, there's going to be war there's going to be scars, there's going to be pain, there's going to be victories, there's going to be times where we fought the devil, there's going to be times where we see the lame heal and there's going to be a day when this younger generation steps into a moment and you say I don't know how I'm prepared for it I don't know how I'm ready to do it but God is saying the mantle could handle it so when you put the mantle on just know that God will provide and right now this is how much I believe in this next generation Everybody from 12 to the age of 30, I want you to come up across this front right now. We've got a couple of minutes. I want everybody from 12 to 30, I want you to just come up. Make your way. Come quickly, please. Come quickly. Vertical praise if you want to come back to the platform. Come quickly, young people. Come quickly. Come quickly. Here's the deal. 
I want you to look at this. These people that line the front make up the majority of this congregation tonight. What does that mean? I believe that we're close to the coming of the Lord. There are still some promises that need to be filled that God has spoken. I believe that God is using this generation to do so, but here's what I want us to do tonight. I believe so much in this next generation. I want you to ask Brother Caleb if you could join me over here. I want... I believe so much in this next generation that we're just going to let God do what he needs to do right now. So if you that are in the congregation and you're not up here at the altar, I want students, I want everybody 12 to 30, I want you to turn around and face everybody else. Here's what we're going to do. If you have a need in your body, I want you to just lift your hand right now. If perhaps you need a miracle, you've received a bad doctor's report, Here's what's getting ready to happen. We're going to release the word of faith. And these students are going to be the one to pray. We're not going to ask any licensed ministers, nobody else. But these students have the mantle and they've got it. But hear me, young people. The mantle can handle it. So when you get put in a position, God is going to back you up. So here's what I want us to do. I want every hand in this place lifted up right now. Young people, I want you to begin to pray with everything that you've got inside of you. That's it. That's it. Come on, younger generation. Just, that's it. Ha. If you've got a need in your body, God's fixing to heal you in just the next few seconds. Come on, younger generation. Just begin to pray. Right now, by the authority of the Word of God and the power that is in the name of Jesus, in this house we loose miracles, signs, and wonders in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.